Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Today I am very delighted to welcome Arjit Gupta who is the Assistant Vice President at Barclays. Welcome to the podcast Arjit. Thank you for coming and joining us today. How are you? Thank you. Thank you Riddhi. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm good. Uh <laughs> Sunday is uh, doing all the justice to everyone. Yeah, and it's pleasure having you here Arjit. So just to set some context about you and what you do, mm. can you tell our listeners a bit about yourself and your career journey till now? Sure. So currently I'm working as a as you, you you rightly mentioned currently I'm working as an assistant vice president for Barclays uh it's it's a mix of business management and uh L&D role the role is broadly into product management also understanding the training need supporting wherever TNI can be identified with opportunities and giving them the platform actually to you know execute those L&D strategies and people pillar from an hr perspective i think you know it's in in on july 7th 2008 is when i joined barclays and pretty soon it'll be uh close to 15 years now so i've had a very long journey and i very often get asked this question that how you've like you know spent so much of time in one organization uh, having said that i still am a millennial but you know the, and then it's a little strange part to come you know have people who've spent so much of time in one organization i tell them you know it's uh, i've had i've been lucky to have worked various horizontal movements and uh, i've had vertical growth as well and every time i think it has been learning opportunity so i've had those learning opportunities very often and i think you've been you've you you've got to go ahead and identify those uh, yourselves as well and that is uh, given me a lot of uh, opportunity to work with operations quality even into uh, go ahead and build uh, people management and things like that so i've had a very wholesome experience across in various uh, domains and a lot of functions within you know barclays it's barclays is a huge uh, place to to work right and yeah. it gives you a lot of opportunity to work on so i think that's that's the overall summary i would say i think yeah yeah it's definitely a very enriching experience it's been quite a journey yeah. you have been working yeah. working for so long so yeah it's a long journey hasn't it yeah absolutely in fact absolutely. uh i started working uh in since 2005 actually i had just i thought i it'll be a summer job but uh i had no plans of like going full time but you know later on it turned on to be a full time thing and since then it's been a wonderful journey no oh, yeah it's great i'm always fascinated and i know many of our listeners are to understand the story behind a professionals like you so yeah and of course you as a professional in the field of learning and development and mm-hmm. and we know that the current trends in learning and development has been a digital transformation in every field and you know yeah. sometimes it's really challenging to stay up to date with these trends so mm. yeah so, so tell me like how do you ensure that we remain stay up to date with the latest trends and best practices in learning and development and like what kind of resources do you rely on um i think that's that's the uh, most important question that you 
have put across, especially, you know, I, uh, looking at the trends in, in 2023 and, you know, late 2022, digital transformation has been on uh, steroids. They've been like super boosted right now. And even the markets, economies, we've we've seen so much news around layoffs and things like that, right? So there's a there's an important, and that's the reason I say it's a very important question because uh, while you are, while as you know, uh, in 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 an L and D uh, space, you're trying to understand that how we can match that skill gap with the current population and uh, the skills that are in demand. I mean, there have been so many studies, if you uh, go to any articles, and there are so many studies that happen that half of the population in the workforce right now, not really will, they won't be working on the same skills in next 15, 20 years. And that time, and this is when, this is the article that was published by, before 2019, right? I think it was Grant and Thornton uh, who published this. And that that digital transformation has shortened those number of years. I think even in next five to 10 years, five to seven years gap, we will have those skills completely transformed, right? Definitely. So technology is important. Trends are important. But I think that, you know, identifying that how those trends and technologies are resourceful for you as an individual, as a workforce, as a business, as a business who's delivering value and objective is more important. So you can't really expect to have bullet train without people being aware of what's the purpose behind having a bullet train, right? So yeah, so you can be dependent upon, you can really like technology, but yeah. if you don't know the overall objective of how the trends and technology is going to help you, they're not going to bring that amount of transformation that you're relying, going to rely upon. So to answer your question, I think one of the first thing is that we've, we, we definitely rely on what are the trends that people are looking at? What are the things that people are, you know, investing their time on? But the overall and the broader umbrella that shadows that is that how the business is going to achieve its objective through those initiatives and what's the objective behind what's the business's objective behind their workforce and behind their value the proposition they're delivering and how that lnd is going to bridge that gap or how we can help people upskill and reskill in the in delivering a very uh, transformative agenda for uh, the business so that is the objective that we do and and everything around around that revolves everything around that is something that we uh, strategize upon be it uh, trends be it best practices be it resources everything around that is around that definitely very well said uh, arjit and in fact our last few years has been quite an upthrilling year bringing about significant changes in how we look at life mm. worldwide yeah absolutely and yeah. And the resources, I think, you know, one of the biggest resources is uh, something that we always have started talking about very recently, but they've always been the backbone of any resource or any any research is is data. So uh, we definitely and, and it'll be people will be surprised to understand that how much data is looked at when we uh, strategize anything related to people. And sometimes that is uh, the bedrock of taking making sure that an initiative is a success or it's a failure so when you actually look into anything specific for a people for your people pillar right you know when you want to let's say upskill let's say 100 people on let's say a digital tool then we understand we first go back and say
say that, okay, how much of time uh, will it take? That's the kind of trend analysis you do. You go back into industry, you know, trends, you look at different resources like Statistia is one that gives you a lot of uh, data insights on how things are working around the world. You can also look at various internet researches where what is actually helping people in getting that habitual uh, learning more into that learning mode and you build those things in your learning designs and things like that. There are a lot of resources. There are a lot of HBR resources. There are a lot of studies from Wharton that you do on the psych- how, how the psychology is going to impact. And those become our uh, key uh, you know, resources. And later on, they become the best practices on how they can actually help in identifying the resource. Definitely. In fact, learning and development trends, you know, evolve fast, but many companies are still playing catching up while yeah, others absolutely. yeah, while others are reluctant to update the way they deliver training. And of course, you have mentioned about the data and the resources you have highlighted. I think that's the best way to, you know, rely on. And so I just wanted to ask you, of course, because many companies are still playing catching up and, you know, they mm-hmm. are focusing on how to develop effective training programs. So what are the biggest challenges like you face? Of course, you have been working in learning and development and of course, strategizing many effective ways. So what are your biggest challenges you face while developing the effective training programs? And like, how do you overcome them? Hmm. <laughs> I think uh, that's that's a constant dynamic. That's hmm. like a never changing dynamic question that's always there. Yeah, so <laughs> I think uh, there's no such biggest challenge. I think it's, it's you know, situational. There okay. are certain uh, situations you will find in a training program, which doesn't require so much of uh, decision making. And they are the ones which kind of flow in very smoothly. Because you've already done that amount of research, right? Yeah. And and you've already done, made sure that, okay, this, this is exactly what is going to be great for the initiative. You've already identified what's, what's good looking like and you've designed everything around it. The lesser number of stakeholders at times make the journey really smooth and uh, making sure that strategy is executed, that initiative goes really well. And I think that really helps. There have also been situations where uh, a lot of, uh, you know, key stakeholders who needs to approve certain things. And I I definitely agree that there are a lot of, uh, it's very important for all the senior stakeholders to know that what's happening and what's not happening. Uh, But too many cooks at times may delay the process if they don't, they definitely don't spoil the food. But at this time, you know, (laughs) delays the the bureaucracy sometimes, you know, delays the execution and the effectiveness of that execution, right? Yeah. So maybe that is one of the things. But I think, you know, if you if you kind of lay the right, uh, identify the right stakeholders, mm-hmm. and if you've got like a proper project plan that these are the ones that are going to be your key decision makers, that that can be taken care of. And that is how I, you know, make sure that, you know, if there's any strategic plan that I come through and I've got to execute. Uh, earlier, I used to face that, but I think that's been overcome. And I think that's good there are many things i can talk about but that's number one and second i think when it comes to people how people are going to you know one of the thing is that we used to talk about like a couple of years back was what's the roi how's the return on investment on anything that we're doing i think we need to move away from that terminology because covid has changed everything 
especially uh, the way people are ready to understand that they are always going to upgrade themselves they're always going to there's always a requirement to actually upskill yourself and reskill Definitely. yourself yeah so i think that that initiative of from people has made our lives a little easier but i think similarly people are expecting now more from uh whatever they invest their time in because they know the value of their time they know the value of effort and and that brings us to the point that how they can actually not only get i mean how do we not only get the return on investment but we actually see how it's impacting their their career journeys how invest how how when we actually invest anything in their learning initiative or anything to do to upskill and reskill them how that can impact their career journeys how that can help them grow in their careers and that is how we've seen that you know there there's a lot of earlier there was a challenge that okay you somebody has to do let's say 10 hours of learning every week and in order to gain a skill but now those parameters are not there anymore we we look at the end result definitely the structure has to be there so that the content is absorbed there are you know case studies that allow people to go ahead and do yeah. whatever they want to uh learn things out of the box and you know play around with what they want to but the end result is that how the absorption has actually yielded a skill somebody becoming at least you know the the, the competency has increased at least if somebody did not know anything are they now aware has somebody who was at a awareness has now moved to something who's like a intermediate something like that and that's yeah. how the you know the, the overall competency kind of moves and that's the overall purpose and that kind of helps the business as well because then by then you've identified the overall workforce capability so let's say if my workforce capability is not digitally uh, trained in one tool can i use the same workforce in a different project without investing too much of money and you know if there's a clock that's ticking on a project how i can move those the people around so that that overall umbrella of looking at uh, the roi has changed uh, you know in multiple uh, multiples right and the the expectations have increased and which has kind of made our job easier but at the t- same time it's made our uh, overall investment towards uh, the right direction definitely in fact as you mentioned that industries restructure professionals will be given the opportunity to you know reskill leverage leverage changes and fulfill their potentials mm-hmm. so because of this covid pandemic definitely so and in fact all, also businesses as we know it will still have a whole different shape and outlook because of this yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah so we will definitely we will see a even greater context provided to the role of lnd as business find their places in the new world so i just wanted to ask you like how do you tailor your training programs to meet the need of learners from diverse backgrounds or culture because of course diversity and inclusion comes in place nowadays when we talk about the workforce and work culture of the company and like how do you ensure that they are inclusive and accessible to everyone like the training programs yeah absolutely i think that's a brilliant question and this these these uh, terminologies uh, diversity and you know uh, inclusion is yeah. is something that's coming to life uh, not recently but it's been there for ages and but they have gained popularity very recently i think one of the thing is that when we talk about uh, the how do we meet the needs of learners from diverse background i think you've got to first identify and 
to identify you've got to be a part of the, those those initiatives right and you've got to be breaking the bread together if that's the right terminology basically what i'm saying is if you don't know your audience then you'll not be able to actually create anything for them right so what we see and what we do is how we can become part of those initiatives uh, yeah. understand their challenges and understand what are the support that they need and then think of providing and maybe you you don't need to really provide a solution up front let that uh, problem actually uh, brood a little bit because and you provide that support to within those groups provide the opportunity for people to actually challenge the status quo why is yeah. this problem there and then you give them a platform to solve the problem as well so a uh, many opportunity i mean in especially when we talk about a diverse uh, you know group or if there's anything related to diversity inclusion equity anything on those lines what we've what i've realized is it's it's easy to give a solution but it's easy to have that engagement in that solution if they they don't feel uh, that they're part of the solution right yeah. and that's that's true with anybody it's not just from a diverse background a diverse workforce it's with anybody if you were to uh, provide a solution or if you were given a solution for a problem you might not feel connected with that uh, solution unless you are part of the problem solving team and you feel connected with that right yeah. so i think that's that's where we say that it's not learning and development is just like a byproduct actually you need to identify what's the overall objective that people are trying to achieve so if if that is the solution that we're trying to provide then lnd needs to be integrated in initiatives that are driving those dni uh, solutions so and then that's how we've we've approached and we've seen a good good uplift on that definitely in fact one way to create more welcoming workplaces that respect differences and given a voice mm-hmm. to people who are often underrepresented as to implement company diversity and inclusion training programs so yeah definitely absolutely that's- so there there's been that's exactly what i'm talking so when they become the part of a problem solving thing so we we we've seen people actually uh, from diverse you know workforce delivering uh those solutions that have actually been a problem statement for themselves and we've seen that those answers and solutions have actually solved uh, bigger problems and not just problem for a specific group and when they deliver that i think there's a lot of conviction there's a lot of uh, acceptance and i think it it delivers the more it delivers more value towards the proposition all over definitely definitely by proper communication and you know offering flexibility and support and being transparent with the employees i think creates a workplace where all individuals you know can thrive and contribute to the organization success so yeah that's yeah. great so all but you know before we go i just wanted to know from you like that how do you see the field of learning and development evolving in the coming years knowing what we know from the last couple of years and mm-hmm. like what can we expect to see for 2023 and in the coming years like what new trends and technologies do you anticipate having the biggest impact in this lnd field that's that's a question that we constantly research upon and yeah. uh, somehow i think the answer is going to be dynamic but oh, if you if you look at the trends i think uh, you you would have already guessed there's there's a lot of uh, change in how uh, we use technology to actually go ahead and look for uh, solutions be it generative ai be it uh, 
you know, digital transformation on the way we communicate and um, the way the work workplace is going to change, right? Those those things that have had to happen like maybe 10 years back, they're not now happening right now as we talk, right? Yeah. So I think the the important and and this is something that we I think touched base upon that how swiftly one is able to understand that they need to upskill and reskill. So if if there's somebody who's who's being who's an expert on let's say X Y Z things, yeah. but their X Y Z things can be upgraded by a certain technology and certain things, and they can provide it to masses rather than specific target audience then that's the skill that they need to pick up and execute and that's the strategy where the lnd needs to come into place where they identify such workforce they make sure that they have the right tools and they are uh, given the right set of opportunities by bringing them in the solution in the solution plan and and i think that is how the lnd is going to evolve so if you ask me the olden ways of doing a training need analysis, then asking the business, okay, what do you want to do? And then, you know, implementing the solutions, they, they're pretty old now. Yeah, I think the workforce has evolved a lot. They already know what they need and they're going to already find what they need. I mean, I don't think now somebody waits for anything to actually get their solution. They simply jump on different tools available and get the solution. But okay. is that going to help them in the right you know direction yeah. the narrow narrowing of focus towards the uh, right uh, you know direction that is that is where uh, lnd is going to make a bigger impact and how it can empower colleagues and everybody around yeah. who's, who's investing in their career is something where uh, i think lnd is going to be more invested in rather than the original product i mean lnd is probably going to be the byproduct but the yeah. original end result is going to be how we can enhance somebody's career how we can look at a long-term uh, career in specific skills and make things like that right so that i think that's how we're going to evolve and that's what's going to keep it up, upcoming i mean digital technologies if you see you already know what what are the digital technologies that are going to there Definitely. artificial intelligence and things like that i mean you read any newspaper right now they are already there telling you that these, these things are already there and happening. They're going to replace, uh, I think I was reading a news news article maybe last week, which said about 30, 40 roles in the market are going to disappear due to generative AI and chat GPT. But uh, I think on the contrary, they're going to actually help people look at different jobs that can actually help them to build a better and more fruitful career. And that's a simple thing. I mean, when uh, we had airplanes and cars coming in a lot of people went out of uh, you know a lot of the old jobs actually got out of uh, the trend and new jobs came in that's going to be a simple thing it's it's going to be a simple similar movement like right humans evolve they leave old ways and get evolved you know equip themselves with with the new trends so and that's how we actually go ahead and support them definitely people's having their different outlooks how they you know look the things differently if you if they want to adopt the things in a positive way and if they know how to use the technologies i think that's the great thing to you know have that so i think that's a great way to end our conversation arjit knowing about the technologies and how the significant changes they are adopting in the worldwide absolutely. yeah absolutely absolutely 
So thanks for sharing this. I'm sure the listeners have a lot of takeaway from the content you have shared today. And I really enjoyed listening to you and talking to you today. And thanks for being a guest on the Shape of Work podcast. So also, can you all let listeners know how they can get in contact with you? Thank you. Thank you, Riddhi. And I think uh, I'll, uh, I have uh, decent uh, exposure on LinkedIn. Uh, please connect to me, connect with me on LinkedIn and uh, we'll be happy to connect and uh, take it forward from there. Ajit, thanks for being on the show. It was lovely hosting you today. Thank you. Riddhi. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah.